Hi, welcome to Skip's Corner, where I cover Nashville's baseball history and events and introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans. You may have heard me say before that the reason I'm a Yankees fan, it started back on my 10th birthday when my grandfather asked me, who are you for in the World Series? And I said, who's playing? And he said, the New York Yankees and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I said, Granddaddy, who are you for? He said, I'm for the Pirates. The Yankees always win. Well, I tell the story that I've been a Yankees fan ever since. If they always win, then that's my team. And that's really where I started my interest in studying about baseball with baseball cards and reading about baseball teams and players and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio. And the list goes on and on. The Yankees really are one of the most storied baseball franchises in all of baseball. The New York Yankees names that I mentioned a few minutes ago are Hall of Fame names. Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford, Joe DiMaggio, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Bill Dickey, Reggie Jackson, Derek Jeter, and so many more. When you mention those names, it really invokes the mind to Navy pinstripes, Yankee Stadium, and American League and World Series championships. 27 World Series championships, I might mention. And yes, they visited Nashville many times to play games against Nashville and other major league ball clubs. But before I talk about many of those games, there are also other connections to the Yankees with Nashville. One of the early players for New York was born in Nashville, and his name was Alfonso Davis. They called him Lefty for obvious reasons, and he played for the New York Yankees when they were known as the Highlanders in 1903. They changed the name when they got a new ballpark in 1913. Now, Ben Chapman was another one. Now, he's kind of infamous. He was born in Nashville in 1908. He didn't live here after his career. He actually lived and passed away in Birmingham, but he had a 15-year career in the majors and played his first seven seasons for the Yankees. Now, he was a pretty good player. He led the American League in stolen bases for three consecutive seasons, 1931, 32, and 1933. And he led the league in triples in 1934 with 13. He became a player manager for the Philadelphia Phillies in 1945 and was known for opposing the presence of Jackie Robinson in the majors due to his race. That's another story. Undoubtedly, Chapman chided the Phillies players to chide Jackie Robinson from their dugout when Robinson was up at the plate. And there's a famous picture of of Chapman and Jackie Robinson holding a bat, had their picture made. And, you know, history says Chapman may not have been serious when he was taking that picture. But Later on, I think he mellowed a little bit as his feelings about race changed and his admiration of Jackie Robinson. Anyway, there's another one. In 1918, future Hall of Fame pitcher Wade Hoyt toiled for the Nashville Vols. Now, he only had a 5-10 record, but he went on to spend nine seasons with the Yankees as a pitcher, became a Hall of Famer. 
And he was a radio announcer for the Cincinnati Reds when he told great stories during rain delays about rooming with Babe Ruth. Another Hall of Famer was Lee McPhail. He took over as president of the American League on January 1, 1974. Now, he had not been a player, but he had served as general manager of the New York Yankees since 1966. But he was born in Nashville in 1917. So those are just a few of the names that have a a player or an executive connection to the New York Yankees. But the team itself visited Nashville on many occasions. I could not find anything where they came either as the Highlanders or the Yankees before the 1920s. But I do know that on April the 6th, 1924, the Yankees faced Brooklyn and tied 8-8 to in front of 12,000 fans. Now, that's a pretty good fan base in 1924. Two games took place the next year in 1925, on April 1st and 2nd, when the Dodgers met the Yankees again in Nashville. And then the next season, in 1926, both clubs returned for a game. And then St. Louis and the Yankees played in 1927. It was a rematch of the World Series the previous season when the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Yankees. And this was a game in the newly turned around Sulphurdale. I talked about this just a few weeks ago, and you can go back and look at a previous podcast. In 1928, the Nashville Vols beat the Yankees and in 1932 and played Nashville in two games in 1931 and another in 1933. A two-game set took place in 1934 and again in 1942. And I have some, actually have some film footage of the two games in 1942. Actually, it's in color. It was taken by player Gus Dugas's wife, I think. It was shared with me by his great-nephew many, many years ago. And the quality's not great, but it's color film of these players warming up and the bands, I think it's the Central High School and the Isaac Litton bands marching out to center field and marching back from center field, obviously, where they had played the national anthem. And it shows a few close-ups of Larry Gilbert. And There's a shadow over home plate, so you can't really see the Yankees players so much. But it's interesting nonetheless. It's four or five minutes, and one of these days, I'll be happy to to share that. I've shared it before at various events, and I'm always open to doing that. A game scheduled for April the 8th, 1946, between the Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers was canceled due to morning rains and a downpour which came 45 minutes before the scheduled start. The outlook for the game called for 7,500 fans to turn out as all reserved seats were sold out, but 4,000 fans who showed up for the game were turned away. Yankees and other teams would come to Nashville as part of their breaking of spring training camp as they headed north to begin the regular season. And on April the 7th, 1953, at Sulphur Mickey Mantle hit a 420-foot two-run double up against the fence in the seventh inning as the New York Yankees beat the Vols 9-1. Surprisingly, there were only 2,693 fans. And Lewis Afrit, reporting in the New York Times as a sports writer, quotes one Yankee player as describing playing in Sulphurdale as, it's like playing in a telephone booth, and quoted Casey Stengel, the New York Yankees manager, who recalled that in 1912, when he was playing with Montgomery in a game at Sulphurdale, 
said, I dragged the ball and it went over the right field fence for a homer. Yankees pitching coach Jim Turner, a native Nashvilleian, was born in Antioch, was honored at home plate before the game by Governor Frank G. Clement, who appointed Turner a Tennessee colonel on the governor's staff. So there's another connection to a player. He pitched for the Yankees and was the pitching coach when Casey Stingle took over the Yankees. Uh, Turner was in the Pacific Coast League as a manager, and uh, Stingle knew what a great pitcher he was and called on him to come to New York become his pitching coach, and he stayed a long time until October 27th of 1959. New York Yankees pitching coach Jim Turner was named field manager and given the responsibility of general manager of the Nashville Vols for the 1960 season. It was reported that Turner's salary was to be $17,500. He only stayed one season, but he, I think, realized that minor league baseball was was having its own troubles and would not integrate as well. And he left the balls and he became a pitching coach for the Cincinnati Reds for a few seasons before returning to the Yankees for a few more years. Now, in 1963, the Yankees visited Nashville many times during the season. Well, I'm kind of teasing because they, they weren't really from New York. They were the Augusta Yankees in the South Atlantic League, of which Nashville was a member for one season. It didn't last but one year. But since 1953, when the New York Yankees and Mickey Mantle visited Sulphurdale, there was a long drought of visits by the New York Yankees until when the Nashville Sounds and New York began their major and minor league affiliation in 1980. Remember, the Nashville Sounds were only two years old. They'd been a Cincinnati Reds farm club in 1978 and 79. The two teams scheduled to play an exhibition game before the regular season began, but those plans were thwarted when an eight-game strike delayed the remainder of the spring training season, and the game wasn't played. Until a year later, on Thursday, April the 16th, 1981, the Yankees played an exhibition game against the Sounds, winning in front of a standing-room-only crowd of 17,000 318 fans. I think the score was like 10 to 1. You couldn't have put another fan in Greer Stadium with a shoehorn, said Farrell Owens, general manager of the local club on that day. The Yankees looked good, said George Steinbrenner, but Nashville had to be a little nervous. There's a lot of difference between the major leagues and double-A ball. But the Sounds got seven hits off Yankee pitching, and that isn't bad. Steinbrenner went on to say, I saw four or five youngsters who I'll bet will be on major league rosters within the next couple of years. Well, I can tell you who three of them were. Surely he was thinking about Willie McGee, Otis Nixon, and Don Mattingly, wasn't he? And he also told Nashville, Tennessean sports writer what he thought of Nashville. I love Nashville, Steinbrenner said. It's one of the greatest cities I've ever visited. It has a bright young governor. At that time, it was Ray Blanton and a fine mayor, Richard Fulton. And I have a good business here, which was Nashville Bridge Company. And as far as exhibition games go, I like these exhibition games, he said. I think the majors owe a lot to the colleges and the minor leagues. Things like this are a way we can show our appreciation. We can help bring out the fans. And of course, a city like Nashville doesn't need our help, he added. This is a major league city. That's what he said in 1981. 
Well, Steinbrenner brought his ball club back to Music City again two years later in 1983, and the game ended in a different way. It was Yogi Berra's last season as a New York coach. The Yankees invaded Nashville once again at Greer Stadium, just over 30 years since his first visit. And on April the 28th, 1983, New York had a four-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth inning, but a five-run rally with two outs pushed the Nashville Sounds to a 5-4 victory. The attendance was 13,641. Well, those are some New York Yankees, Nashville connections. That was a special day, as all the others were for the Nashville Sounds, just one of many visits by the famous New York Yankees. That's my team. And one of these days, when we have a Major League Baseball team in Nashville, I'll wear my Yankees jersey to that game and take it off after the first pitch and put on my new Nashville Major League Baseball jersey. And from then on, I'll say goodbye to the Yankees and hello to Nashville. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, If you have a comment, certainly feel free to write to me, 262downright at gmail.com. I always appreciate your comments. I appreciate you listening, and I hope you'll do that again soon. Thank you.